0: Last time on Improv Tabletop, our Halloween Town High School heroes had just left the Battle of the Bands with some very discomforting information about the dentist of Halloween Town trying to spread laced candy through the entire town. They were trying to figure out what to do when an accidental shift of their pumpkin mobile off the road led them down into the forest below with no vehicle. And after a bit of heart-to-heart amongst all of our characters, they managed to make it over to the dentist's office, the mansion high on the hill outside of Halloween Town. And after observing the Tooth Golem guards and sneaking their way down into the basement, they discovered the workstation where all of the candy lacing had been happening. Big old piles of laced candy, big old piles of candy that they were going to be lacing, and a huge mound of produce that they were using to, you know, basically just try and poison all the monsters. They almost got caught by a couple of these Tooth Golems, However, they managed to capture one of them in a crate and dissolve the other one with a terrible liquid called Coca-Cola, and as they were reconvening to try and figure out what they wanted to do next, they looked to see what Harshnag wanted to do, and Harshnag was nowhere to be seen. The door was still open at the top of the stairs, but where is our troll? Well, let's find out here in the world of Halloween PD. What's shaking everybody? You are listening to Improv Tabletop, the Fate RPG actual play where we make up everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Thomas
1: Brower, actually a loose cannon.
2: Heather Brower, living at large.
1: Evan Peterson, living in hiding.
0: <laughs> and speaking of, you know, things that are loose, we got a loose cannon in Thomas and we still got a loose bull in Caleb Anderton. One of these days, he's going to chill out, but until <laughs> then, Evan, I'm glad that you are putting your neck on the line by sending out internet information to do this podcast with us.
1: I'm so glad that you are safe in... <laughs> Thanks, Thomas. You know, I just uh, I just love our fans so much. So It's also the only way you can communicate with your wife, right? Yeah, I need her to know I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, speaking of needing to know if someone's okay, let's figure out what's going on with Harshnag. So your friends were down there at the bottom of the stairs. Kalsford just pulled the sheet off of Zmey so that Zmey could get out. And while they were conversing, what did Harshnag do?
3: Harshnag just saw them talking about the tooth golem and as they were down there he just was breathing and chewing and and thinking about all of that candy that has been tarnished everything that this dentist has done to harm the town of Halloween Town and impulsively just not thinking clearly Harshnag just went off to go find them and thought to himself I'm gonna end this now.
0: So as you turn and walk through that doorway at the top of the stairs, you can see the hallways leading off in either direction and now that you're out of this weird kind of like cobblestoney dungeon-type area, the walls are stark white. There's a very sterile light coming down from the fluorescent bulbs on the ceiling, and you get that smell of rubbing alcohol and like that doctor's office sort of air freshener scent that is very kind of astringent in the nose, like it's covering up something that you shouldn't be smelling and you hear some buzzing coming from those lights as well there's a bit of flickering going on and you look down both sides of this hallway and they seem to extend off infinitely almost in either direction as kind of this vertigo comes over you as you realize you are in the belly of the beast
3: Get it together, neck. And I, I look down at my hand and I've gripped a couple of the candies that are not contraband. They're, they, they haven't had the produce put in. And I'm going to actually dive into a room as sneaky as I can because I'd like to attempt something with these candies first before I go finding the dentist.
0: Alright, so yeah, it's not too hard to find a door leading off of the hallway. You open it up and you kind of sneak inside and you flip on the light and you turn and you see that you are in uh, what appears to be like a storage room type closet. This is kind of a custodial area you can see that there's a bunch of these used tooth cleaning implements that are waiting to be sanitized. There's like a big bucket of plaque scrapers. There's drill bit heads that are waiting to be cleaned. And just all of these like almost weapons of medieval torture that you find yourself surrounded by here in the dentist's office.
3: So while I'm in here, I'm going to take some of the candies and open them up. And I'd like to insert some of my radioactive boogies into each of the candies. As we all know, trolls are their spit is acidic, but their uh, mucus is just totally radioactive. And so I want to try and insert some of this into the candy.
0: I'm torn between wanting to ask what this looks like and not wanting to know at all what this looks like as you insert your mucus into these candies.
3: I, I think you get the picture.
0: So a a <laughs> few sneezing noises later, you've managed to taint these candies in a very different kind of way. Okay. And there's, like, a Geiger counter that has been stored here as well, <laughs> like, to measure the radiation from the x-ray machine to make sure that everything's going all right. And the Geiger counter just starts, like, it's grrr, beep, beep, beep. I go, shut up, shut
3: up. And I, I d- jump back into the hallway, and I, I go off to search for the dentist.
0: All right let's see let's have you roll to overcome with clever to see if you can figure out where the dentist might be
3: oh yeah it's a plus four nice so you're moving
0: around and you're like going into undercover cop mode you've got like the sherlock holmes mind palace kind of stuff going on you're looking at the floor it's a very very sterile very shiny tile floor and you can see like the black scuffs of dress shoes as they've been moving across it you start following along you hear the telltale sound of a patient screaming off in the distance and you're able to follow these until you get to the end of the left corridor and you peer around and you can see that you've made it to kind of the front waiting area where you have been a few times yourself while you've waited for your dental appointment.
3: I'm coming for you, dentist. And I start to proceed forward.
0: Smash cut back to the workshop.
1: Zmei and Calcifer, your friend is gone.
2: Oh, crap.
1: Um, well, uh, I was going to say that we should go find the boss, but maybe we should go find the missing troll instead.
2: If you think that that's what's best, then I'll do it. My thought is that they're gonna both be in the same place,
1: though. Mm, well, if he's been chewing that gum as harshly as he has been, then I suppose we could follow the acid trail. <gasps>
2: This is why you're my best brainy friend! Yeah!
1: (laughs) And I will look for an acid trail, Ned. All right. So you go up to the top
0: of the stairs and you're looking, okay, left, right. You get that same kind of weird vertigo sensation as the dentist's office smell fills your... You don't have nostrils. As it just kind of (laughs) wafts inside (laughs) your cranium. And you see the trail of acid spit leading off down the left corridor. And as you begin following it, you hear noise coming from an open door on the side of this hallway, and you hear the sound, it's this weird like clicking, beeping noise, sounds almost like a Geiger counter, and you hear a voice inside like... What on earth has happened here?
1: I'm going to like cover up a little extra, you know, I, I think I should be fine uh, because I haven't really made much mention of this, but polyester is my go-to wardrobe choice. So that should keep off most of the radiation. And I'm going to like slowly open the door. And then I'm I, I, before I actually do, I'm gonna turn and go, it's me, you're still really small, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe you should sneak in and get a look at who's inside of there
2: okay. And Zme gets really excited at this and he starts like skanking and doing the theme song like Kronk does and like uh, uh," and his wings are doing like air guitar as he's skanking. So it's like kind of weird skank. And he's like also trying to be at each wall like so that's him.
0: Alright. So given that there's a sneaky approach, I'm not Sure, that I understand why I'm saying this, but roll to sneak with Flashy as you skank your way along the (laughs) hall.
2: Okay. Okay, that's a four.
0: Nice. So you make it up to the door and you peer inside and you see that there is an individual who is fiddling with this geiger counter and trying to figure out how to turn it off and make it stop making the noise and this person is unlike any monster you've ever seen it does not seem to have flesh and skin and bones its entire body is very vegetal in form Mm -hmm. and you can see it looks like there's a walking stalk of asparagus with a dentist's lab coat that it's wearing fiddling around with the Geiger counter until finally it flips the knob and the noise stops. That son of a
3: gun.
2: Our villain is from Tales. <laughs> Can I tell anything about this asparagus-like... What may be attractive to this asparagus? (laughs) Or if this asparagus is female?
3: (laughs) All right, new species, who it
0: is. (laughs) So the asparagus is female. Um, Roll to overcome with clever to see if you can figure out what would attract a female asparagus. (laughs) Oh my goodness.
2: I got a plus two.
0: Plus two. You figure that this
3: asparagus would
0: probably go wild for the scent of hollandaise
3: sauce. This is not how I thought our session would go tonight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna like reverse skank back into the hallway. And go to Calcifer and say, dude, check in your pocket. You got any, like, eggs Benedict in there? (laughs) Quick, quick. It's, like, crucial to my manly scent right now. Oh, Um, my
3: gosh. I'll
2: just check myself. And I'm going to put the tip of my wing in. My head's still small, so I'm going to put my head in his pocket and look for some hollandaise sauce.
0: Yeah. um, Calcifer, if you're all right with Zmei using your stunt, then, yeah, you can find some hollandaise sauce.
1: Oh gosh, as you like wriggle in, you suddenly like are taken to this other dimension that is just miles and miles of piles of technology and just bags and trunks and crates and just endless flat land filled to the brim with things.
2: Dude, my Rolling stone shirt, he told me that it got burned. And he's going to grab the
1: shirt as well. I'm, at that, I'm going to grab May and pull him out of my pocket and be like, no invading my privacy. And I'm going to reach in and pull out a bottle of holiday sauce.
2: Okay, this conversation is totally just beginning because one, I've been your best friend for 6,092 days. Oh, wow. And two, you took my shirt i always suspected it it didn't get burned in that bonfire behind your uncle pete's house
1: you know i can't resist good polyester
2: (laughs) (laughs) from now on i am wearing silk only plus this shirt you never get it again okay but this aside we will come back to this my friend Kelsey. But I'm gonna need you to like also find some veggie mood music and play it after you count to 30. Okay, bye. And he starts skanking back in, pouring (laughs) the hollandaise sauce on top of himself. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine
0: Zve is applying hollandaise sauce in a manner similar to how most teenage boys apply axe body spray to themselves.
3: been in a mister,
0: yeah, you're just like spraying it, aerosol, hollandaise sauce, armpits,
1: neck. What? The sentence I start skanking back in, pouring hollandaise sauce on myself, <laughs> has never been said in human history.
2: <laughs> Don't forget that he has the Gene Simmons makeup on. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: If that's not going to attract the asparagus, then I don't know what is.
1: Uh, Ned, I'm not sure if I get another use of my stunt other than the days, but I would like to pull out a CD player and my <laughs> copy of uh, Asparagus Tunes for Asparagus Moods and uh, <laughs> slip it into the player. Lady in
0: red! More like a lady in green, am I right? There you go. There you go. That's better. Anyway, I'll say that because Zmei. Zmay- <laughs> this is ridiculous! You're just now realizing this.
2: I, As I was applying the hollandaise sauce, I just said, I'm going to go get asparagus.
0: <laughs> I cannot see Thomas at all. <laughs> So i miss you. Okay, buddy. am <laughs> so applying this
2: holiday sauce. <laughs> He's a hormonal
1: oh. teenager. Oh, mm, I am in tears. So
0: yeah, I'll say that because may used Calcifer's stunt, may will not be able to use the I Love to Skank Hat, but that is not going to prevent Calcifer from also using it. So you pull out your CD and your boombox and you just kind of like, oh goodness, I don't actually know the movie where the guy is standing outside the window with the boombox.
3: <laughs> I do. It's, uh... I know the actor. John Cusack. Yeah. <laughs> John
0: Cusack.
1: Uh,
3: say anything.
1: That's the one.
0: So you're standing there like John Cusack with this boombox, and it's playing Silly Songs with Larry, <laughs> because that's what asparagus <laughs> like. And Zmei, you're skanking along to—there's there's probably a Ska song somewhere in the Silly Songs with Larry <laughs> discography. And you're making your way to the door, and at that point, you see the asparagus walks out of the door and closes it behind her and hears the music and turns to look at you in surprise.
2: My, somebody smells sautéed, am I right?
0: <laughs> and she, <laughs> she she gives a little shriek and she grabs a clown mask and pulls it down over her head really quick to try and conceal the fact that she's a vegetable.
2: Oh, lady. Uh, uh, pardon me, are you here for an appointment? Did you get lost? I didn't get lost because the star has been directing me to my true north all day. I love me some tall, green, and lean, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> and he's, remember, he's still like a foot tall oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and he's gonna just like start sauntering up to her. He's no longer skanking. He's doing more of that rolling his shoulders in like a salsa type way when he's like coming and like, mm, I love me some Brussels sprouts. I love me some broccoli, but the best of all is asparagus.
0: (laughs) Roll to overcome with flashy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I got a three.
0: (laughs) All right. So she looks down at you and she smells the hollandaise sauce coming off of you. And you can see through the eye holes in the clown mask, her eyes widen. She's got like that pheromonal scent of the hollandaise sauce.
2: Oh, God. And
0: she goes... Oh well, <laughs> uh, I'm on the clock right now. But do you want to maybe, you know, after this we can go out for a, we can go to the the sauna
2: and get steamed together. <laughs> I don't think I've heard of anything more decadent. <laughs> I think that's a plan. But I really should introduce myself. My name's Jean.
0: And her eyes widen. She's like, oh, my my name is Jean as well. How do you spell (gasps) yours? Mine's
2: J-E-A-N. Well, you know, I... uh... Spelling's not my strong suit. It's just Jaine.
0: <laughs> wow, the alphabet's really weird in Halloween Town. Um, but yeah, I mean, we can. Like I said, I'm on the clock right now. The boss has a really, really big plan going on right now. I'm. Uh, he has a, a big. We have a lot of customers right now. Nope no plan. Oh,
2: I know all about it. He invited me in to help, you know, go over the product and make sure that it was as strong as it could be. And man, you guys got the lima beans from like the edge of the world. They are potent.
0: And you are bringing up this information that most people have no idea about even. This has been kept very much under wraps. So Jean is like, oh, wow, I, yeah, I didn't know that the boss was using monsters. He was mostly just using us vegetable people and his bratty son and his tooth golems to do his job for him.
2: I know, I'm just that kind of monster that he would use. <laughs>
0: <laughs> roll to overcome with flashy for this deception. She's going to roll with clever to see if she can see through the ruse. I got a four. Wow. She also got a four.
2: Oh, wow. Fate point, fate point. I am gonna use a fate point.
1: Get out your guitar. She'll love it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This voice in my ear is just telling me did you want to hear my guitar? I've got it right here. Pulls it out. I'm going to invoke that.
0: My goodness. All right. And as you say, this voice in my ear, she looks back at Calcifer, who's just standing there with the boombox.
1: <laughs> uh, and as she looks at me, I just kind of do that like chin tilt. That's like, so. <laughs>
0: but Yeah, that brings your roll up to six against her four, which is a success. So she's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I guess maybe uh, the boss, he's taking a little break right now, a, a little personal break, but I guess we can go see if he's gonna be available soon if you wanna follow me to the operating stations.
2: You know what? That is a great idea. As we've been having this conversation, you helped me realize that I have found my inner miak. Trying to send a signal here to my friend behind me. I don't know if he's catching up on it because finding my miyak is what today is all about especially this moment and you just are my muse for that you know what i'm saying so i just thought really quickly we could sit down before we go find the boss um excuse me back up boombox man it's just a cd player with a speaker can uh, you give us a moment of finding my me- inner meak? <laughs> and he's just going to turn and whisper in her ear really closely some hopeful compliments to keep her stationed there with her back towards the door that she just shut.
0: So, yeah, Calcifer, there is a distraction being made and Zme wants you to do something. What is <laughs> Calcifer going to do in response to that?
3: And what is that something? <laughs>
1: Bruh. <laughs> oh no!
2: <laughs>
1: I'm too subtle. I felt like she just started speaking gibberish at me. Uh is <laughs> gonna look around and <laughs> Is there more acid trail leading further down the hallway?
0: Yeah, past this door, you can see the acid trail goes into the doorway and then comes back out and continues down to the other end.
1: I'm going to keep following it. I'm going to turn off my music, stick it back in my pocket, and keep following the acid trail.
0: All right, you pass Zme, who's whispering into Jean's ear, and you hear Jean giggle and titter as you walk past. And you make it towards the end of the hallway there, But in the meantime, what's been happening with Harshnag? So you have found yourself in the front lobby area. The receptionist isn't there at the moment, which is kind of weird, you think. But you can hear from back in the operating rooms just this subtle muttering noise. It sounds almost as if somebody's having a conversation with themselves, almost. I want
3: to be really sneaky and creep forward to the door and try to listen in on what's going on, because I... I'm a loose cannon, but I also want to get some information before I throw myself into an impossible situation.
0: Yeah, roll to overcome a sneaky. It's a plus four. All right, so you sneak up to the door, and you put your big ol' floppy troll ear against it, and you kind of peer through. It's got one of those windows where it's just like a slit in the door that has like... The glass pane, and there's the little wire mesh on the inside. Oh, yeah, okay. Like you see in a lot of doors at like high schools and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you kind of peek up through that. And you can see that there are no patients in here at the moment. Most of the lights are dark, except for the operating lights above one single chair are on full blast. And it's casting the entire display in very stark light. Just the light shining down from above, leaving very heavy shadows on the bottom surface of everything under the light. And it's this very mournful scene almost. You see a very tall, lanky human figure sitting above the head of the operating chair with another smaller human figure laying down in it. And you hear the voice of Dr. Dunton speaking to his unconscious child. And he's saying, This only proves my point, my young child. We have been pushed aside by these monsters for too long. And now we are going to make them pay for what they have done to you. Now, here's where things get interesting. Doc Dunton also rolled a plus four, (gasps) which means that you would succeed in getting that information, but there might be a minor cost unless you throw some fate points at
3: it. I I do want to throw some fate points at this. I, I don't want to give myself away too much. I... Oh, gosh. You know what? I can't find a justification. I can't find a way to use my aspect right now. So having
0: tied, you look up and you catch this conversation between Doc Dunton and William, and you give out almost like a little sob at how surprisingly emotional this scene is, and instantly the dentist's head whips towards you with an almost inhuman reflex and you can see the light from above catches the glass of his glasses, and there's a little shine that goes across them, and you can't actually see any of the details of his face. It's all in shadow,
3: but the glasses are illuminated like beacons staring out at you. Oh. I quickly uh, drop my head down, and I try to uh, scoot away from the door. Like, um, So what I what I'm imagining is the receptionist area, then there's this office, but is there a hallway going away from the office that is still inside the dentist's office itself?
0: Yeah, so there's the hallway that you came leading into the reception area, And there's another hallway on the opposite side. The reception lobby is almost like a mirror of itself. Mm -hmm. So you've got another door on the opposite side that leads into an unexplored area of the dentist's
3: office. Yeah, I run down there uh, past that door and I try to quickly dive behind that door and shut it behind me.
0: All right. Roll to overcome
3: with quick. Oh no, it's
0: a plus one. You are rushing to try and get there, and you're like, okay, the quickest way is to leap over the receptionist's desk, so you get into this feral troll leaping pose, and with your massive, powerful, lanky arms, you vault yourself up over the desk, but your foot is caught in the spiral cord of the receptionist's phone and you fall down to the other side with your leg tangled up and you can hear from the other side of the door that you just left the sound of heavy footsteps moving closer towards you and you can hear the breath of the dentist getting heavier and deeper (laughs) as he approaches the door and you hear the handle turn and begin to squeak open.
3: Oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh uh so i've got this gum in my mouth right mm-hmm. and as i've got this gum in my mouth i have to delay i have to delay i'm trapped right now and just without thinking i grab the gum out and i go it's a long shot and i chuck it at the door trying to get it in the exact spot Right where the door goes into the wall. So like on the handle and I want to stick the door to where they can't open it immediately. It's kind of jam it even though I know it's probably just temporary but make it very sticky and like try to jam the door closed a little bit.
0: Yeah, I'll say roll to overcome with clever on that one. Since this is such like a high stakes roll,
3: I'm going to put it at a plus four. (gasps) I only got a plus three. So I'm going to use a fate point as the world's greatest chewer. And this gum has the elasticity that as I chuck it through the air, it like does that thing where it like elongates and then the back half catches up with the front half and then it gets into a ball and then it elongates again. So it's like... And like like a rubber band back and forth through the air. Like flubber. Yeah, like, kind of like flubber. And then... And I want to add a plus two to that, so I have a plus five.
0: There's something about the way that acidic troll saliva mixes with bubblegum that gives it these sort of supernatural properties. And it goes flying through the air, and it lands on the latch, and you hear a stretching noise as the door begins to open, but then there's a thud as it slams back closed, and you hear a grunt of frustration coming from the other side, and a voice saying, I know you're there, troll. You cannot keep your teeth from me for much longer. And you hear him struggling against the door And Calcifer, it is at this moment that you have reached the end of that hallway, and you hear the voice of the dentist, and it sends a shiver down your spine, and there's kind of a little marimba noise as all of your ribs clatter against each other, (laughs) as you know that the dentist is on your trail.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, I'd like to proceed forward until I can see the dentist.
0: So you keep going forward, and you can see through that same little window that Harshnag was peeking through, there's even less light where he's standing now, but still his glasses are illuminated by the light that it's catching, and you see a fist come up, and lodged in the fist is a plaque scraper, and you see it smash against the window, and the window shatters and he takes a little drill and begins to cut his way through the wires that are making up the mesh and goes to reach his hand outside of the window to try
1: and remove the gum.
2: If I wasn't scared of the dentist before, I am now.
1: <laughs> and so I'm on the sorry, I'm getting a little so I'm on the same side as the gum. You're 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 right next
3: to me. And so I'm on the ground and I yell out to the dentist and I go, "Dr. D, why are you doing this?" why are you doing it to halloween town
1: ned i'd like to break off one of my ribs and stab his hand and launch it into the door
2: <laughs> Ooh.
0: roll to attack with forceful he's going to try and defend with clever because he doesn't know you're there quite yet
1: I have a zero modifier to forceful, but I rolled a plus three.
0: He rolled a plus five. (gasps) This is the boss, let's not forget. No, that's fair. So you go to jam the rib into his hand, and he hears your bones clattering against each other, and he pulls it out of the way, And the rib slams into the wood of the door and you hear this splintering, crunching noise as it pierces and there are little flecks of wood that fly off in every direction. And the glasses now look towards you and he says, Ah, you've brought a friend with you. It's been a while since I've polished that noggin of yours.
1: And uh, I'll look up at him and go, Looks like you did a pretty lousy job on the rib sharpening too.
0: So, Zmae, you're still romancing this asparagus at the moment. <laughs> so, yeah, what's uh, what's Zmae's end
3: goal here? What do you want out of this? Are you looking for something steady?
2: Uh, that's a great question, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zmae as he's like sweet-talking her, is going to say, So, sorry to talk business. You're just the smartest here. And when I was talking to the boss, we just wanted to make sure that we had a full comprehensive list of what could ruin all of this amazingly healthy concoction of sugar we're making. And I just needed to get your input to make sure we have everything on the list.
3: Nice.
0: Okay, I'm going to have you roll once more to overcome with flashy. That's a pretty big ask.
3: That's nice, though. You're actually going
1: for evidence while we're just going for, you know.
3: Killing
2: yourself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Ned was notorious for cutting off all of my character's arms. So I made a character that could fall apart and be put back together at a moment's notice.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That is so clever. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I got a one
0: and I'm going to
2: use a fate. Point to invoke come and knock on my door because I'm that trusting guy. I'm the guy people would come to. Come and knock on my door. I've been <laughs> waiting for you. And you know, a little romancy in there. So I'm gonna invoke that and roll again. Okay, that is a six. Wow.
0: Yeah, Jean rolled a plus two. Oh, Jean. (laughs) So she is completely just enveloped by the scent of the hollandaise sauce. And she's like oh yes well you know there is something that is a little tricky about this place you know we're not allowed to it's mostly the tooth golems that actually go down into the workshop we're not allowed to go down there because of the mice like you know the boss uses the mice for lab tests because that's what people do but if the mice get out they can eat an entire produce person in like six seconds flat oh wow oh
2: produce person like you
0: yeah i mean it's, it's it's kind of freaky knowing that you know there's these little creatures down there who could just completely eviscerate me in a, a very short amount of time that's why i've never gone down there i always stay up here and you know i've i haven't heard of the mice getting loose the the tooth golems would surely let us know if any of the mice got loose oh gosh oh
2: no right they would wouldn't they
3: what have we done
2: i will check my list he pulls out like a gum wrapper and it's paper and goes that is on there. You clever, clever veggie.
3: May, you're still one foot tall, right?
2: Yeah. He's like on her shoulder, <laughs> sitting on her shoulder next to that clown mask that she still is wearing. It's probably why he's able to keep up such love appearances. It reminds him of Jenny a little bit. Mm. Um. Well, you know, I was wondering if... You could take me to the boss now, you know, since him and I have a meeting.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, of course.
2: He says this knowing that the rats are already doing their work. And so he's like, okay, they're going to take care of that. I can go to the boss.
0: All right. So Jean says, oh, yes. Yes, of course. And starts leading you down the hallway, following the direction that Harshnag and Kalsford previously gone.
2: Can I, because I'm on her shoulder next to the clown mask. Mm-hmm. Can I try to blend in to the hair on the back so that when the boss sees us coming, he sees
0: her. Roll to overcome with sneaky.
2: I got a plus three.
0: All right. So you are in the hair of the wig, moving towards the battle scene and you hear the sound of glass shattering. And Jean says, Oh goodness, what was what was that? And begins to run a little bit quicker in the direction. And the scene that you come upon is the first formal round of this exchange. So Calcifer has just tried to stab the dentist through the hand. And he is going to try and retaliate against Calcifer. He's still got that drill. <gasps> and so he is going to try and drill into Calcifer's skull. Oh and my gosh. Try and incapacitate him that way. So he's going to roll to attack with forceful. You're not gonna like this number, Evan. He got a plus seven.
1: Oh my god! You rolled a plus four and hit. That's his plus three approach.
0: Uh, he's a boss. He has a plus four approach. Oh gosh! How would you like to defend?
1: boy i am just going to try and like move out of the way i guess it's not my best approach but i'm I'm trying to think of other something that's more clever than quick but you know what when there's a drill coming at your head sometimes you don't have time to think of something witty
0: so go ahead and roll to defend with quick
1: yeah that's plus two i won't even waste the fate points
0: so that's going to be five stress against calcifer (laughs)
1: Wait, I can turn some of that into a consequence, right? Mm -hmm. So you can either take a mild
0: consequence that is worth two and then only take three stress, or you can take a moderate consequence worth four and only take one stress.
1: I'm going to take a moderate consequence. I'm going to break character for a second. Say, I think consequences are the most fun part of this whole system of games. So give me that consequence, Ned.
0: Yeah. So he goes in there with his drill and he gets you like right in the middle of your forehead. And there's that terrible kind of grinding noise and eventually pops through And you feel just very lightheaded. And the consequence that we're going to give you is airhead.
3: (gasps) Oh no. You have a hole in your skull?
0: To reveal that while I was the brains, I had none. (laughs) So that brings us to the end of Doc's turn. And I'm going to pass it to Harshnag at
3: this point. So not getting a response, I'm real upset. I run up to his hand to the drill, and I uh without getting too close, I wanna just scream the same thing,
1: Why are you doing this, Dr. D? Halloween Town doesn't deserve this!
3: and while i'm yelling that i've taken upon myself to put back calcifer where possible but i know i can't put this back because his skull that part is just powder now it's just dissipated into the air so i just want to try and pull him away from dr d yeah
0: let's say it won't be hard to pull him away because dr Dutton still only has the one arm through the window so you can get that as basically a free action but i'll say this question that you're yelling to the doctor Roll to attack with forceful to try and get your message through to him.
3: Oh, that is a flat zero. So I am going to use another fate point. I'm going to use my world's greatest chewer ability again because chewing deals with the mouth and I'm yelling something out of my mouth. So I'm going to. Well, you're chewing him out. There you go. I'm chewing him out. Exactly right. <clears throat> I'm going to try re-rolling again. Well, that one, I got a plus two on that. He got a plus four. Ugh, dang it. You do
0: have a Dracula costume that has two free invokes on it. Oh, man.
3: Um... How can I use this Dracula costume to help me be forceful in this situation? I mean, Um, it has
1: two teeth and you are chewing. That's true.
3: I'm going to shove these teeth back in my mouth because they are in my pocket currently. And he mentioned that he wanted my teeth. So when I shove them in my mouth, I run up to him and I bare my teeth at him, my Dracula teeth as well and they're not the troll teeth he's used to. And I'm going to add a plus two to my result, making it a plus four.
0: All right, so currently you are tied. Another thing about free invokes, you can stack those without worrying about if it's the same aspect.
3: Double stack it.
0: All right, so that brings you to a six against his four. Mm-hmm. And as you come in with this ferocity, trying to protect your friend, you ask him why he's doing this to Halloween Town. And he is kind of taken aback at that and kind of Shrinks back into the door a little bit, and he says, Do you have any idea how difficult it is being a dentist in a place where nobody eats anything but candy? I have tried for all of my years to convince you people to do healthier things with your dental care. But no, no one ever listens to me. You just shovel sugar down your gullets without any regard for what it does to me.
1: What about what you just did to me? You seem
0: to have given him some pause, some uh, moral stress, I guess you could say. Takes two stress. Mm -mm. And that brings us to the end of Harshnag's turn. Who would you like to go next?
3: I'm going to go to my uh, buddy Calcifer, because he's the only one I really see right now, Um, and I I know that he needs to act quick to do something,
1: because he's got a hole in his head. Okay, I'm going to jump up, and I want to grab some of the residual chewing gum off the door and plug the uh, hole in my skull with it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, I'm not sure if there's any sort of like team actions in this rule set, but... I want to look at Zmei, cause Zmei has just come up and joined us, right?
0: Yeah, you hear Jean's gasp of shock. You don't necessarily see Zmei, um, because Zmei is tangled up in the hair at the moment, though. Well, actually, you can roll to overcome with clever to see if you can get higher than Zmei's
1: sneaky roll. Okay, that's a plus six. Oh wow. Oh yeah, you do see Zmei, in fact. Zmei, I look up and I manage to catch you in the hair. And you see on my face, the look of like fear that I get when we play video games and I throw the headphones off Mm. and I yell out and I'm like, help me get the headphones back on. And I'm kind of saying, whatever you do, I will help you do, and we can do this together.
2: Okay.
0: Now the great thing here as well is Zmei rolled a three to hide, you rolled a six. You succeeded with style, meaning that you generate a boost. So the boost that I'm going to give to you is emotional support with one free invoke on it.
2: And Zme, seeing this, is there any way, because you said I couldn't use my I love to skank hat action, my stunt, can I grab it? It's just been packed on my back. Can I grab my hat and I see this like weird thing on his head. I'm not sure what it is. This like pink stuff on his head, but I could tell it's not right. And I want to toss my hat to cover up that (laughs) gum and give him that extra strength that the headphones would do.
0: Okay. I'll say roll to create an advantage with flashy. I got a three. All right. So yeah, you toss it and it lands on Calcifer's head and that is going to give him a new aspect. And the aspect that we're going to give Calcifer is my friends have my back. And because you succeeded with style, that is two free invokes on there.
1: Yeah. That is three free invokes I get on something. Mm
0: -hmm. And so now we're at the end of the exchange. Zmei, you can choose whoever you want to go next.
2: I want Calcifer to go.
1: (laughs) All right, Calcifer, what do you want to do? I'm going to turn around and, uh, for anyone out there who hasn't seen Halloween Town, it's kind of big idea in at least the first two movies that I saw is like at the end when they're kind of coming together to save the day, they all generally have to like work together and join hands to like cast a spell. And so I'm going to kind of walk up, uh, grab Arschnag's hand and kind of like look back up at Zmei and look up at him and go, you're under arrest. And I'm going to whip out some handcuffs and I'm going to look at Harshnag and kind of give him a nod to run and try and help me grab this hands and pull him behind his back to uh, handcuff him. Nice.
0: Yeah, so the doctor has finally managed, like when you took the gum off of the door to put in your head, he's now able to open the door, so he's now in front of you in his full fury And you can see how tall he is and you can see now that he's in a bit of the light from the lobby's lighting the weary lines across his face the manicness in his eyes so go ahead and roll to attack him with hmm, i'll say since you're trying to cuff him roll to attack with careful and he's going to try and defend with quick
1: so i'm going to use a fate point to invoke uh the brains even though i have none you know this reminder i've gotten from this hole has no less kept me down and i know that like um when i tried earlier to stab him that was the wrong move and it's about you know taking the high ground and being smart about it and i know that the right thing to do is t- to cuff him and bring him in and i'm gonna reroll. And then you said when it's one of those free invokes, you can stack them?
0: Yeah, free invokes, you can stack as much as you want.
1: So I could use all plus six on this?
0: Okay, so taking stock of all of these, you've got the boost, emotional support, and you've got my friends have my back. Mm -hmm. That is three free invokes. So that is,
1: yes, plus six. So that's a plus seven. Do it.
0: He rolled a plus four, and he has three stress left. So you put the cuffs around his arm, and his emotional well, his reservoir, has run completely dry at this point, and he begins to crumple. This intimidating figure shrinks down in front of you and kneels on the floor knowing that he has been beat, And what is the witty one-liner that Calcifer gives to this man in the face of his defeat?
1: Oh, gosh. No pressure. That's so much pressure.
2: (laughs) We got your back, man.
1: Come on, Calcifer. You could do it. I I lean in. I go, well, at least you'll have a good smile in your mugshot.
0: Hey. (laughs) Smash cut back to the Halloween Town PD precinct where Dr. Dunton is being led in his handcuffs into the prison. Detective Cranium comes out and he's still being carried on that tribe by the large Frankenstein's monster-like creature. And he looks down at all of you and says, Well, I misunderestimated you guys. You did a pretty good job out there.
2: Teamwork makes the dream work.
1: Um, where at the beginning of this, uh, Kalsifer was all rattling and trying hard to impress. He's now standing just a little more steady and a little more confident with his, I love to skink hat firmly on his head still. <laughs> and he looks up and says, thank you, sir. It's been an honor to serve. While this conversation's going on
3: with the chief, um... Harshnag's just fairly quiet and he was quiet on the way home to the police precinct and just then when he sees Dr. D being escorted he actually goes and jogs after them and he runs up to Dr. D and he goes wait hold on Dr. D and Harshnag will just stop about like three feet away from him and even though I tower over him and even though uh, I'm hunched over and he's a beaten man I slowly I would like to use my equipment and take off my letterman's jacket that's got the Halloween Town initials on it, HT, and fold it up and just like gently hand it to him in his hands that are cuffed and just lay it on there. And I'll say to him, I know you've you felt like you've been treated unfairly in Halloween Town, and at first I thought you were just a cruel man who just enjoyed hurting those around you and... I know what it's like to also be misunderstood and for people not to pay attention to. And as I let go of my letterman's jacket on his hand, I'll just say, I, j- I just want you to know that not everybody thinks that you're totally evil.
1: Um, I'm going to poke my head around the corner and I go, uh, Hey, Harshnag, you uh, going to come back with me and I tonight? We uh, got a new game without trolls in it if you want to try it out.
2: Land party." <laughs>
1: Yeah, just give me a second and I'll I'll, I'll meet you guys uh, uh, at the car. Sounds good,
3: buddy. And as I turn back to Dr. D, I just say, I'll I'll try to not eat so much candy and uh, see if Will needs anything while, while you're away.
0: He looks up at you with a faint little smile and says, I appreciate it. Perhaps someday I will be able to work on those teeth of yours once again. But this will keep me warm in the meantime.
3: It just slowly nod and as he gets carted away, I just sort of watch him walk to the end of the hallway and with the double doors swinging, closing with a resounding thud, I just stand there and breathe and I grab those pieces of chocolate that I had ruined that was initially for him and that I was going to give to him and on my way out of the Halloween PD, I just toss them in the trash can and uh, walk to the car with my friends.
2: As he comes out and sees me, out of nowhere, Jenny is there and my arm is around her.
0: Mm. And as you guys are getting ready to drive off into the sunset, Detective Cranium says, not so fast, kids. And you turn and look back at him and he has the Frankenstein reach into its coat. And he says, you're not leaving without these. And he pulls out a big fistful of king-sized Kit Kats and a bag of candy corn.
3: I feel like at that moment, all of us like jump in the air. Yeah. (laughs) And freeze Freeze frame.
2: frame.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So with your, you all go into the freeze
0: frame. And then as the credits roll, it goes through a montage of our new friends, having fun, playing games. There's a slide of Zmey caught between Jenny and Jean as they're bickering back and forth in front of him. There's a slide of Calcifer, and he's like applying some wood putty to his forehead, <laughs> trying to fill in this hole a bit more permanently. And there's a slide of Harshnag as he's walking towards the school gym with William next to him, chatting and having a good time. And as the final credits roll up, that is where we're going to conclude this adventure in the world of Halloween PD. Yeah. Oh,
2: yes. Excellent. I'm a little bit sad. Uh, that was fun. <laughs>
1: like, I've loved all my characters I've gotten to play on this podcast, but this is the first one where I'm like, are we going to do sequels? Because
0: <laughs> you know what? If our audience is interested in hearing a sequel campaign, let us know. And if there's enough demand, maybe we can make something happen. Mm.
1: I love Cal's fur, my little skelly boy. The demand will just
3: be me on a bunch of different alt accounts.
0: <laughs> uh, well, thanks everybody for listening to Improv Tabletop, and we'll be back next month with more adventures in a brand new setting. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe, maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as a group of friends who went through a lot of really difficult things and came out the other side realizing that the real treasure was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> If you would go ahead and give us a positive review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop. So if you'd like to suggest either a setting for us to play in or an aspect for one of our characters to use, you can tweet about us or comment on one of our posts using hashtag ImptabSetting or hashtag ImptabAspect.
2: Let's do a round of plugs. May I go first, Ned? Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, go for wow. it. I would like to plug my husband's podcast. It's called I Cast Fireball, where he takes a turn as the dungeon master and our game master Ned plays a resident cobalt in it. A cute little thing who I think of as like the Geico Gecko, not a sponsor. And it is just really fun to listen to. They have an amazing sound designer, Mickey. And it's so much fun as they go improv-ing through camps of crazy people who are way too dedicated to a bad hobby. And you should all give it a listen. (laughs)
3: That's the most generic way to describe a cult that I've ever heard. (laughs) Way too into a bad hobby. (laughs) Man. Well,
0: Thomas, do you have anything that you would like to plug?
3: Well, I would just like to plug my wife and (laughs) she has a business that I think is really great. It's called BeWired Jewelry. This is custom made jewelry, whether it be a necklace, pendant, ring, or dare I say even a bracelet. This custom made jewelry can be made on commission by her where she can craft the design specific to your needs. Uh, A lot of people describe this as antique or fantasy-themed jewelry, and I think it's really great. It's very reasonable, and she loves doing it. So give her an opportunity to do what she loves, and go check her out on either Etsy or Instagram. That's B-Wired Jewelry, just the letter B, followed
1: by Wired Jewelry,
3: and I don't think you'll be disappointed.
1: Very,
0: very nice. Evan,
1: is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, so first off, I'm not sure that this isn't really a plug, but I just wanted to clarify, or else someone's going to like tweet it at us. Um, I, I recognize, I said earlier, I made a character that could be taken apart and put back together in a moment's notice because Ned kept taking my arms. Yeah. I realized one of the characters that had their arm taken was a literal Lego minifigure, but you know what? <laughs> in that world, arm pieces just weren't as abundant. Okay. <laughs> and plus Ned still found a way to break you
3: apart and you not get put back together in this <laughs> campaign anyway. So
1: Yep. he'll always, he, it finds a way clever, Ned. Uh But I just like to, uh, you know, plug how much I uh, love my family. Um, I think Caleb's finally uh, found the town I'm in. (laughs) Um, So I just uh, want them all to know that I love them. And, uh, you know, if you're hearing this, and I'm not in November's improv tabletop campaign, that means Caleb found me and something terrible has happened.
3: Well... Ned, I don't think you got to plug
0: anything, though. Oh, yeah, this is weird. Uh, I've never (laughs) plugged at the end of the plugs before. Um, So what what I would like to plug is my favorite thing to watch every Halloween. You know, Halloween is this upcoming weekend. So I would like to plug a TV series called Over the Garden Wall. It was originally produced on Cartoon Network. And it is very well created. It's lighthearted, but also deep. There's a lot of good stuff going on with that. Evan is giving a chef's kiss in the video chat right now. That's how good it is. And so I would recommend that if you want a nice show to help you enjoy your Halloween, or maybe if this is your last Halloween on the face of the earth before somebody comes and kills you in your bunker, maybe spend some time watching Over the Garden Wall, Evan.
1: Uh, Yeah, no. I mean, Over the Garden Wall, for everyone out there, it's a series, so it's not too long. Episodes are short. Uh, it's got the voice talents of uh, Elijah Wood and Christopher Lloyd involved. Um, Tim
0: Curry's in there. John Cleese. Dang.
1: It's one of those great shows that, like, it's animated, it was on, it's on Cartoon Network or whatever, but, like, by the end of it, you would forget it was ever meant for kids. It's punching you right in the feels, right in the heartstrings, uh, and you know what, Ned? You're right. That'll be, a, that'll be a great way to go out, so.
0: Right on. Well, thanks for joining us here in the world of Halloween PD, everybody. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and
1: I've been joined by... Thomas Brower, totally in love with his wife.
2: Heather Brower, back at you, babe.
1: Evan Peterson, uh, I love you, honey, and we've had a great four years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Much and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Most of us will catch you next week <laughs> on Improv Tabletop.
2: <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, man.
3: Please leave a message after the tone. Hi, uh, hi there, Evan. It's, uh, it's me, uh, Caleb Anderton. I, uh, just wanted, you know, I, I just happened to be in town. And I just wanted to, you know, catch up with you. Say hi. Maybe, you know, wondered if maybe you wanted to go get some lunch. I've had a real craving for fruit lately. Yeah. Yeah, man, after that, that little stunt, I <laughs> resorted to eating plastic fruit for a week. So, um, yeah, just, you know, I've been, I've been craving it lately. Wanted to know, you know, what's, what's your address, man? I'll, uh, I'll come pick you up. We'll have a chat. All right? Okay? All right, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Call me back, all right? <laughs> I'll see you soon.